Good afternoon and welcome to the Pass the Sticks podcast. This is Tyler Turner here. Got Keenan Greenwood and Stephen Grubb alongside me bringing you some football action. Lads, breaking news right now at the time of recording this. Liverpool have just been bounced from the Champions League. This is not a joke. (laughs) This is serious. 3-2 today. What is that? 4-2 aggregate? 4-2 aggregate, They fall to Atletico Madrid. Um... Let's open with that because for us, the past the sticks, at least, that's some good news um, in a week that's had a lot of not-so-great news. So uh, initial thoughts on that. Steven, I'll start with you. I mean, how are you feeling about that one? Uh, that's now two Premier League teams down in the Champions League. <laughs> um, and two more to go. Um, RB doing RB things and... <laughs> Thrashing people. Um, is it more RB doing RB things or is it Tottenham doing Tottenham things? I mean, both. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been an interesting turn of events to be, you know, to keep it real. Obviously, the, the downer um, is that Dortmund did fall today um, to PSG. Frustrating showing there from Dortmund, just didn't show a lot of grit at all. Um, PSG looked really composed coming out. Got to give them props because that's a team that's had all kinds of trouble, especially during knockout stages. So Thomas Tuchel definitely had them up to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, Bundesliga teams are looking really hot in Europe right now, and um, English clubs aren't. <laughs> and, uh, and assuming you know Bayern takes care of Chelsea in the fourth and doesn't let Chelsea do a comeback, but I don't think that's going to happen. But that's you know two out of three, and then next next round, which is for the league, is very good. I mean, and not 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 even saying that we all, there's also Europa uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting tidbits too about all of this um, with the league that's interesting to me is is how competitive the league is, but it's competitive um, in a way where all the teams are are on the rise, it feels like. Because um, oftentimes I've talked about the Premier League where they'll talk about, oh, any team can come out and beat any team. And a lot of times it's because it's bad teams playing against each other. You know, so like, of course. Whereas I think with the Bundesliga this, te- this season, it's a lot of teams that are on the rise um, that are really trying to, you know, make a name for themselves and, and really take advantage of, like your Leverkusen's, for instance. they got a lot of young talent this season. They know they're probably not going to be able to hold on to those players. And I think that they have really been around that idea that now's our time. Right, um, like maximizing the, what their potential is for this season. Right. I mean, same with Dortmund bringing in Holland. Um, and then now you've even boosted your chances of keeping Sancho. But it is, it's just really exciting where I don't think it's, it's a fluke. I think that these teams are on the rise. And not only are they super competitive domestically, but now, you know, for a change, um, <laughs> we're starting to see them really show up, um, you know, across Europe. So, uh, yeah, good there. You did touch on um, RB. Keenan, I know you're a big um, Nogglesman fan. What are your thoughts? I mean, they came out and took care of business. I think you saw a clear message from RB. I mean, Nogglesman put out the lineup that has been sort of his, his go-to lineup, um, and they just took it to him. I mean, Tottenham's bad right now. It's, there's no way around it. Jesse Mourinho is doing nothing. He's going to want to change everything next year spend all kinds of money, and he's not going to be able to do that. But RB is doing exactly what I expected RB to do. They went out, they attacked. Sabitzer is incredible. He's been one of the guys that is 
who has been around that has really clicked under Nagelsmann. And we've seen Forsberg struggle at times, although he did come in and score on his first touch of the game, replacing Sabitzer. Um, but, I mean, this is exactly what I expected. They put out a really balanced lineup across the board. Um, I actually have a piece coming out about their game at the weekend discussing some of the issues with their setup for this, and they did the complete opposite or what exactly what I wanted them to do against Wolfsburg, against Tottenham. Yeah, and that's a really good point because everyone wants to, I mean, obviously there's no Harry Kane, Son, you can't get around that. Those are probably Tottenham's two best players right there that aren't in action. Um, but with that being said, you look at Leipzig, they're not really in form coming into this fixture. I mean, you touched on this, um, you know, disappointing fixture against Wolfsburg, not really playing at their best football. But as you said, the adjustments that Nagelsmann is able to, to make to really draw the best out of his guys. One thing that stood out to me is despite um, – you know, the lack of attacking players that the Tottenham were missing, they still had chances. And having play like Upamuncano, um, who had just an incredible day at the back for Leipzig, I think is another great sign. Because we talk about their attacking threats, um, but also defensive effort from that side. Well, I mean, Upamuncano has had an incredible season. Um, one thing I really enjoy about him is his ability, um, and we've seen it with David Alba as well, his ability to take the ball, use his pace and his dribbling ability to get out of a situation, put pressure on it, and then pass it off to somebody else. I mean, we saw it in, was it the Bayern game where he dribbled nearly the entire length of the field to, to set up an incredible chance for them. He does a really good job there. Um, again, it's, an, it's another thing that we see with David Alaba, and you see a guy will cycle back through, whether or not it's, uh, it's Limer for Leipzig or Thiago, generally for Bayern, will cycle back in and fill in that role so that we're not leaving one center back back there exposed, or in Leipzig's case, they play that three back. It's not two guys that are spread so wide. So, Yeah, yeah, really great stuff. Um, no, we're kind of all over the place talking about <laughs> the different Champions League fixtures. But I think we, we covered our bases there, at least for, um, for the Bundesliga games. I guess circling back now to Dortmund, um, again, kind of the, the downer of the day, right? Um, the question that's going to inevitably come out of this, does this boost their chances in the league? Um, obviously, Bayern does have a little bit of space right now, but Bayern also, we hope, <laughs> will continue to be playing in Champions League football um, and then also you know, in the Pokal. So having a few more fixtures than what Dortmund's going to have, um, and then obviously same story for Gladbach. Um, Steven, I know these kind of scenarios are something that you like to bring up a lot. So when I ask you, what are you thinking? How are you feeling about that? Do you think that's going to boost um, Dortmund's chances in the league? I think it'll boost it just because they don't have to worry about Europa or um, Champions League. But I don't think I don't think it's going to boost their chances that much more just because of the stages that they're in in Champions League. It's one thing if they were doing you know group stages or stuff like that still. Um, but this is, you know, you're almost in the semifinal, and there's you play like an extra game. Like it's not like you're playing three uh, an extra game every single week. Right. We're so, playing that round robin. Right. A, a group stage right. matchup. It's not. Or that many or, 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 or even round of sixteen, where you know you'll have. Right. You know that there's even more to come after. Right. That. There's just less games coming in the future. Right. So combine but, that with no Pokal matchups yeah. as well. And I like how you said that, though, because it, it might not be the physical toll, but I think mentally at these stages, 
it's got to be a lot on your mind, you know, yeah. when you've got those quarterfinal, the semifinal ones. Right. So even if it's not the frequency of games, they're bigger games that you're going to be looking at. Yeah. Say when you've got your Augsburgs and your Mites, you know, during the week and you're thinking, oh, but we've got, you know, we got this big fixture looming on the horizon and it can like, lead to slipping up. You I, know? Mean, I mean, if, uh, let's, let's think about it. So you, you have the, the Champions League match before your biggest rival game. Right. Like how much were, how much were, like, obviously – you would you expect them to put more effort into Champions League than the, the league game, but at the same time, you, you're you can't if you're Dortmund, you cannot let Schalke come in there and beat you the way that they're like Schalke is looking right now. You can't you can't let that happen. So, do is it do they put more pressure on themselves in Champions League? To, well, now they don't. But now, now yeah, now, now there's now. no yeah exactly. And I guess that's my point is. Is now you have all your, you literally have all your eggs in one basket, right? Um, and for a team that has struggled with consistency, I wonder if, if and, this will help and them. you know Dortmund, you know they're still you know they're still without uh, Royce for the foreseeable future. Like they're they're still injured to like where I think. Yeah, and there was also criticism today, um, the late substitution for Brandt, mm-hmm. um, and the team did look better once Brandt got in, and you kind of wonder. Um, how much they've been missing him. Obviously, they've been they've been able to make do, but um, having him fully fit, I think, would make a big difference. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that really sums it up. Um, and, and touching on Royce as well, too, we, we did get the news that his return was pushed back. They're still not quite sure when he's going to get back. That was kind of the feeling I think we all had when yeah. he had the injury is um, it didn't seem to have as clear of a timetable as a player like Lewandowski. So, um, certainly, we're still wishing him the best and a, a quick recovery, but at this time – you do have to start to wonder if he'll be back for this season, and obviously that would be another massive. And, and, I, and I wondered this too: um, how much of a toll do you think going forward is going to be on these players playing in empty stadiums going forward? Well, we'll touch on that. That, that, <laughs> that I think that's going to be a whole the whole coronavirus and and the stadiums and all of that. That's we're gonna to have to make that a whole segment because <laughs> yeah. Um, we will touch on that. Because I feel like, um, I, feel like I, mean, I don't think that, that obviously that didn't affect Dortmund because it wasn't a home game. But like, well, I mean, it could. But yeah, but very, but like, you yeah. know, going forward, you know, th- you know, if, if there's a, a time when they're like struggling, but then they hit, they hit the fans behind them. Right. You don't have the yellow wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and definitely. And I mean, I say that we'll touch on it. I mean, obviously because that's been probably the biggest news worldwide this week right but I, I do think to some extent at least for me feeling like you know just a, a commentator of this I don't necessarily know you know what right. I'm saying like I'm not those players in those scenarios walking into the empty stadium I, to be honest with you I don't know what's going through their mind um so what will be really interesting I think this week as we start to get some of these games is hearing what they say coming out of the game like these were my thoughts when we were on the pitch, um, that, this is what's going through my mind. You know, just hearing like from people who watched the Gladbach and Cologne game today, like how weird it was to watch yeah. that game with an empty stadium. Yeah, it, I mean, and it's going to be everything. Our know, Golden State just announced for the Warriors. We just had the NCAA tournament, both men's and women's. Um, so it's going to be something. I, unfortunately, we're going to have to kind of get used to um, during this time. But hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully things will be resolved very very soon. Um, but yeah, I think that touches on everything across Europe, at least as the Bundesliga is concerned. Um, we do have the Europa fixtures coming up, um, as well as the Bayern, because Bayern will be the only other Bundesliga team um, in action in Champions League. Right, um, it'll be one extra day off yeah. with 
only one team in Champions League that week. Yeah. All right, lads. Well, that wraps up, um, I guess, our pre-show Europe segment. I'm going to take a quick break right now. We'll be right back to uh, talk coronavirus and some upcoming fixtures. All right, boys, we're back from that break now. And before we jump into previews, we do have some fixtures to cover um, in the league. Did have match day 25. It seems like stuff has just been all over the place, I think, with rescheduled games, with Europe, with all the uncertainty um, around what's going to happen with these fixtures that we have coming up. Um, It's been hard to kind (laughs) of get a handle on everything. Um, But we did have some big league fixtures this week. Um, as always, to kind of run down those and then touch on things that stood out to us. Um, I think for some of these teams, like you said, Keenan, with the Leipzig of the world that played last week and then also had a European fixture, um, can also touch on things that we liked and yeah. didn't, you know, things right. that they maybe adjusted um, during the week that, that we like. So, um, kicking things off, last Friday we had Paderborn and Colm. Colm were winners there 2 1. Uh, we had Leverkusen big winners over Frankfurt 4 0. Wolfsburg-Leipzig we were just talking about. Um, that one was nil-nil. Uh, then we had Hertha Berlin and Bremen. Hertha coming back in that one. Um, still not quite enough to win it, but 2-2 there. Freiburg over Union Berlin, 3-1. Schalke, 1-1 to Hoffenheim. Um, Borussia Derby, really great game there. Um, saw Dortmund over Gladbach, 2-1. Bayern were winners, 2-0 over Augsburg. And then Mainz and Dusseldorf had a 1-1 draw. And... Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll kick things off with Colm. Um, Jonas Hector, incredible season in there, uh, leading that team. He gets back on the score sheet this week. Um, I don't think it was – the game, there wasn't a lot of pressure on Colm, I don't think, at this point in the season. Um, I think we all can agree they, they're pretty safe now, um, just given what's been going on. But I think this was another game where it's a team that you should go out and beat. You went out and took care of it. Um, wasn't pretty, but you get the job done. Um, Keenan, I know that you touched on this a little bit pre-show um, in terms of Mark Muth, um, who's had, he didn't score in this one, but he has been scoring pretty often. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's looked really good at Colin. And I guess while we're touching on Colin, do you want to talk about that a little bit on your thoughts on his form? And if you think um, he'll maybe make a permanent move to uh, the Billy Goats? I certainly think it's, uh, it's a move he should make. If, he, if they're able to keep that core of players around him, I mean, Cullen's playing really well at the moment. The big key for him is playing him in that number 10 role behind a legitimate striker. When you have Cordoba in front of him, I think you know it's a legitimate goal threat and not everyone's focused on him. And so you can play off of each other. Same way that you see with Lewandowski and Muller playing as you know sort of alternating almost secondary striker number 10 roles. Um, it just benefits the style of play for Uth. Um, you know, he's not the out-and-out focus of it, can find his space and attack from there. Yeah, and I think that was one of the issues with bringing back uh, Modesta, and we thought, or at least I was hoping, that we'd see a breakout year from him again. Um, but you're, you hit that on the head. Uh, he and Cordoba just didn't have that same chemistry that we're seeing with Uth. I think they're very similar in style of play. Yeah. Um, and so it helps to get a complimentary player um, like Uth. And like you said, that, that core is really good. And I guess while we're talking on Colin, this was one of the weird ones where they were also back in action today um, against Gladbach. That was our first first ever Bundesliga fixture behind closed doors. Um, them on the road to Gladbach. Um do you want to touch on that one right now, or do you want to 
we'll stick we'll stick with these. Yeah, let's let's um, circle back to we'll, that. We'll circle back because I, I was actually pleased with their performance today as well. Um, obviously wasn't the win collab back, but on the road in a weird environment, um, you know, still keeping it a tight two one game there. Yeah. Um, again, just just reiterating the fact that this Cone team is for real. Uh, they're looking really good. Um, elsewhere on this match day, Leverkusen uh, <laughs> and Frankfurt. Um, massive day for Leverkusen. Um, really pouring it on. Paulinho, one of those weird players that we see sparks every now and then where he really shines and we think, okay, this is the player that they were really hyping up bringing in. Um, lots of injuries for Leverkusen, though, so maybe this is a chance for him to really step up. Um, although I still feel like they're not really without a lot of um, attacking <laughs> weapons. I think defensively is where they're going to have issues, but um, clearly this week was not the case. Steven, you like what you see from, from Leverkusen? Yeah, I think. <laughs> you got to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as a Shaka fan, do you really have no. to? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like their form, but, like, I mean, at the same time, it's like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, they're taking care of the games they're supposed to be taking care of, and they're not not only taking care of, but they're like thrashing people. It's not like that they're they're you know they're winning like a one zero game. They're they're winning three zero four zero right multiple like we saw early on in the season where right. they had all of those chances and either couldn't put them on frame or when they right. did put them on frame they still and, score. And, and this and this is this is the thing with Leverkusen. If they can get their shots on target, they're they're going to score a lot of goals. Right, because they have the players to. You know, score like they have the players that have multiple like double digit scores. Yeah, and it's it's showing a lot more of that possession with intent, you know, versus possession for the sake of having possession, which we saw with that Leverkusen side under Peter Bosch a lot this season when they would have a ton of the ball um, and do nothing with it. You know, it would be some crazy shots nowhere near the target, and that would be about it. Um, now we're starting to see them make the possession count. Um, as we saw this week, I think they had, what, 62% possession. Yeah. Um, but you're also getting six shots on target. Four of them are goals. <laughs> you, you have to like that. Um, Kai Havertz kind of got quiet, I think. Um, say a couple of months ago, you know, people stopped talking about him a little bit. You start to wonder, is he worth all the hype? But numbers speak for themselves. He's looked pretty dang good. Um, still getting goals, still getting assists. Um, very involved in that attack. I think he's still very much that main focal point, but they have a lot of talented pieces around him. Um, Diaby's look great. Even Bella Robbie, we've talked about this a couple weeks now, has had quite the resurgence. So, hey, I mean, like I said, I, I'm always critical of this team, but they're for real. Um, well, they finally started playing him higher up the field. He was dropping so far back and playing uh, a lot more centrally early on, you know, trying to sort of fill that void for losing Brand. But now you get him farther ahead, and he's an incredibly dynamic player. And especially if you're putting another guy like a Paulinho or a Voland or an Alario up there with him, it's the same thing. Like He has to be able to operate sort of top of the box and then find those runs. And don't forget, he's like 6'2". Like, he can take up a lot of space for you. Well, and then this brings up an interesting point because that's been the role that Goretzka has been um, pushing a lot higher at the pitch, and that's something that I brought up too, is are we looking at a Goretzka Jr., and then you start to wonder, is it worth it to bring him into Bayern and put, you know, have to show pieces? I don't want to stir up controversy, right? But um, that's very much been, and Goretzka even said it himself, 
um, which we will touch on later in the show. He was a little frustrated coming off the bench. Right. Um, and he comes in and scores again, and he's he, he said himself, he's really thriving in this new role that he's been in, being able to be higher. Um, I think particularly this week, the the, uh, the run with him and Gnabry, right. um, without Lewandowski taking up that space, shows just how lethal he can be uh, pushing that high of the pitch. But again, I guess getting back to the point, um, very much the role that Kai Havertz is playing right now at Leverkusen and um, – I, th- I think Bayern bosses are looking at that. Yeah, you know, you certainly. have to think, okay, where are we going to be able to utilize this kid? You know, if we we bring him in because we do have it. Well, and it's going to cost a substantial amount of money to bring him in. That too. And then can you really say, well, no, you're gonna you're gonna come off the bench? Right. Yeah, a lot a lot to touch on, but I just <laughs> felt like I had to bring that up because that's something a pattern that I'm seeing with both of these players. Where both were kind of like, are they going to live up to expectations? I think Goretzka is really starting to thrive as is Kai, um, both phenomenal players. I think internationally we're going we're gonna to really be in for a treat seeing both of them. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and talking about them in Europe, um, having the big fixture against Rangers coming up in Europa, um, that's actually tomorrow. Um, so they still have a chance to kind of, I guess, make amends with, with Europe, and I think that uh, this is definitely a, a winnable tie for them. So well, let's throw this out there. Let's say the top four finishes the four that they do. And Frankfurt win uh, or Leverkusen wins Europa. Would that be five Bundesliga teams in the Champions League, or would they knock out the fourth per, uh, team? I don't know. We'd have to check on that because that would that would be a very that would be very interesting because then sixth place would be like the very first Europa League spot. Oh, as you just say, so if if. Uh... Right, so if the top four finishes as they are, yeah. that's Champions League spots. And then they win Europa League. I think they do qualify. I mean, I it's think automatic qualifier. Right, I'm saying yeah, I, think so you they, get Champions I think you still get five teams in. Yeah, so, so sixth place would be fifth place, basically, for Europa. Yeah, I think you would get, you'd still get your Europa League spots as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what yeah. I would assume. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, well, I mean... It's a little bit of reach. I don't think the table is going to stay the same. Also, not sold on Leverkusen uh, <laughs> winning Europa, but uh, yeah, in a theoretical, I I do like that. I'm not sure that Shaka stays there either. But hey, no, I mean, I think Shaka's I, going to stay there. I, I think yeah, but I, I get what you're saying there. That is interesting. It could happen. Um, yeah, Stephen with the what ifs. I, I, I said <laughs> it earlier. He always, he always sounds. If you know for sure uh, the rules, I'm sure we can find that. Um, but yeah, that would be my assumption is that they would honor. That, that I know, I know. Um, like, like if you win Champions League, but you finish like fifth or sixth, you knock out the fourth place team. But how does that work? But I guess Europa. I don't know if Europa works the same way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I would hate to be the fourth fourth team, and then Leverkusen wins. The thing you're going to be in Champions League, then Leverkusen wins. Uh, you right, and then knocks right, out yeah. Gladbach for yeah, yeah, or whoever finishes fourth. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look at that. Um, that is a really good point. Um, but yeah, I guess circling back, um, Keenan, I know you really went in depth about this um, this Wolfsburg Leipzig fixture. Um, just want to without giving too much away because we obviously <laughs> want folks to come out and read the, the blog post. Um, but tell us your thoughts. Um, I, I've been a big fan of this Wolfsburg resurgence. 
Um, they're starting to play the type of football that they're playing early in the season when I was really excited about them. So from that token, a, a nil-nil looked good to me. Um, and no, I think you just yeah. hit it on the head. Like they played the way that they had been playing early on. That I mean, we talked about them being one of the best defenses in Europe for an extended period of time early on in the season, um, and that's exactly what you saw. You saw a clear plan in place of how they were going to set up defensively and stay there. They closed out in the wide areas. They didn't let Leipzig get too deep into the corners. And their center backs just played out of their minds. And once they saw that there was a true opportunity for them to hold on and get that 0-0, they just played long balls out of the back to clear it. They didn't try to get anything fancy or like dribble out or pass their way out. They were content to send it long and force Leipzig to start completely over on their way back up the field. And it worked. There you have it. <laughs> do, you, do you think it was um, more of just Wolfsburg frustrating Leipzig? Um, no, I mean, it was... Leipzig, Leipzig could have won that game. They Tactically, they just... Yeah. They did not set up correctly, and they didn't play correctly for how they set up. But all is well, right? I mean... I took mean, care of business in the big stage this week. So yeah, I mean... No worrying signs. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it. Like, this season's been crazy, so they're not out of it yet. Right. But they clearly had an, one eye on this fixture, and they came out. They played exactly how I wanted them to play. They got the result, just like we thought that they would, and they took care of business. And now you can get back to focusing on the league. Love it. Love it. That's a rare moment that I'll say I love it about Wolfsburg taking care of business. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leipzig. Leipzig. <laughs> so that's on there. Um, I, I guess we've touched on this before, too. Wolfsburg was Volkswagen, so <sighs> can't get them all. all right. <laughs> Elsewhere, we saw Hertha, um, a team that's been in a lot of conversation lately, the big city club. Um, <laughs> a really interesting game there. Um, Sergeant came in just... <laughs> I'm, Early in the game, <laughs> a rip, and I on his weaker foot too. Yeah, he kind of thought, okay, this is going to be another rough. And well, I mean, well, I'll preface this by saying both both of these teams have had a rough go at it. And yes, honestly, Bremen's had a rougher go at it because they're the team <laughs> that are really down there in uh, relegation. But that being said, I thought, okay, they're about to come out here and just right. Well, I think Slaughter comes in and scores again. So yeah. you're you're up two nothing. Six minutes into this game, yeah. you have to think that you're going to win this game. And you don't. <laughs> yeah, like, you you bottled it. Like, you choked it away. And it's perfect because it's two teams that you know, really can't buy a win or at least any kind of consistency, and they finish in a draw. It's just super fitting. Um, have to like what you're seeing from uh, Cunha. Uh, he's, he's looked yeah. good coming. Um, it's going to take a little time for him to get in the swing of things, but I think that was a really smart move for him. Um, I think he's going to fit into that system and, and have a really uh, big chance to shine. Um, and obviously, I still rate uh, Piatek really highly. I think that that uh, I still hold out hope that I think this hurt the team's going to be able to, to turn things around and to stay afloat. You know, not sold on Bremen. The, the clock's really ticking on them um, being able to climb out. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the the draw is the fitting result, unfortunately, for both those teams that. Desperately wanted and needed a victory there. Uh, Steven, 
Hurt the getting uh, Nico Kovac? Uh, actually, no, 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 wait. I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that for the <laughs> rundown. It's a little teaser. We need to start on that one. But if you're thinking about turning off the show, you might want to just keep it on for a few more minutes to get that because I know Steven's got some things to say. <laughs> um, Freiburg, big winners over Unai Berlin. My Freiburg boys staying alive up there. Um, still a dark horse Europe team. Um, not an easy day for them either. I mean, um, Unai Berlin is not push up her side. I was impressed to see them come out and, and take care of things there. Um, but, I mean, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot to say there. Um, you ready, Seema? No. <laughs> Honestly, so it's Schalke Hoffenheim um, 1-1 there. It, I'd say this week was probably our most discussed off-air um, fixture. Um, as it kind of has been the story, I think, of, of late, just trying to dissect the issues that are going on with Vishalka and understand why they're in such dreadful form, um, which is something that Steven actually is working um, around the clock <laughs> on putting together with a whole thesis on <laughs> what's going wrong and hopefully how For the how sake of your can... boys, you might want to finish that and publish it, and maybe they can read it. Yeah. Um, jokes aside, Weston McKinney, Phenomenal solo run, phenomenal goal. It, it's interesting because, it's, and Stephen, I think you touched on this. As much as we like hear about him, like the hype around him, um, he said it best. Like you think that he carries that team when he really doesn't. I mean, right. um, I know he does a lot. Like scoring goals isn't the only contributing factor because clearly he hadn't scored since 2018. Um, but uh, it's just well, interesting because he comes out and, and he does that, and you think, oh wait, McKinney. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but well, I mean, he's been trapped on the back line for a while. Tis true. Tis true. Um, but they bottled it. Um, took foot off the gas and yeah, on capitalizes. Set piece goals have been, which typically is not the problem for Schalke because they normally have two tall giant teams. center backs. Yeah. <laughs> now here's my thing because you know you know I'm gonna bring this. It's not it's not a defense. Put some respect on the defense's name. No, All no, right. No, okay. I'm All right. Sorry. Week after week, I hear it's Newell, it's Schubert, it's not having Sane. It's not having. Well, I, will say, I will say. I will say this: not having Sonny hurt on a on, on that corner. It hurts, but it's Sonny your striker. No. How many goals are we seeing from the strikers? Zero. I just feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point. Put some respect on this defense's well, name. Tadebo comes in, bro. Yeah. Tadebo comes in, looking like a magician on that back line. Just, you know, the defense. They're working their tails off. I, I know you. You can't let that in. I know they have looked rough. <laughs> From the set pieces, um, but what's up with the offense? Well, this is what you know. Just you know, take this as you will. But according to Wagner, this is how they're playing. They're playing defensively because they. And this is solely what he says. He says they're playing defensively because they have to. Like he says they fire him right now. <laughs> he says they do not have the pieces. Get out. To, that to is play. That's the, that's the dumbest thing well, I've ever heard. And I, I've heard him say this, and uh, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, he said none of my strikers are in form. Right. But you, <laughs> you think, you have how many strikers on that team, and you're how far into the season, and you have no attacking players in form. And you're just going to say it, like, matter of fact, like, we don't have strikers in form, so we're going to have to play defensively. Mm. Yeah, it, when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute. So you're playing a Parker bus because... Why? 
And he's not he's not wrong. I mean, the, <laughs> the attacking players aren't showing up. Right. But what are you doing to to fix that? Nothing. You're, you know? you're sending back in defense. You're, you're basically playing for draws. Is basically what he's doing because he says because of the injury list. He says we don't have we don't have the depth to be attacking the attacking team that, that he wants them to be. Which I'm like, you have one of the most creative midfielders uh, in, in in the league. You have one of, two of the fastest two of the fastest wingers on the on the team on the planet on the planet. <laughs> you have Gregorich, who is a tree. Like how? Like how is he not getting a service? And look, I get it. You go out and you have thrashings like you had against Leipzig. You have thrashings like you had against Bayern, and you think, all right, if that's us playing defensively, and teams right. are scoring five goals on us, we're right. in trouble. And I and I get that. That's why signs go to the defense, and you're like, you let in five goals, you know. But at the same time. You're not letting up any pressure off of that defense because you're not getting goals. And I think that if you're on that back line of that team and you go out there knowing I have to get a clean sheet just to just to, you know have a chance because, and, and because and I can't and rely and on the attack. And player. I will say this: this has been a problem. This isn't solely a Wagner problem. This isn't a solely this season problem. This has been a problem since Tedesco, right? Because even before, like the start of uh, the season, not last season, right? There 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 was no strikers to be found. There were like Uth couldn't find the back of the net. Uh, Berg saw they couldn't find the net. Now. And that's what and, I talked about. Was, and Bolo was hurt, so you, so you can't really blame Bolo. Um, but her like Harid had a horrible year. The whole entire like team was having a horrible year. Um, and then to start off the year, it's like okay, it's not too too terrible, you know. Wha- you know, wha- they they put a couple a uh, couple impressive wins, you know, that three one over Leipzig, kind kind of like okay. Maybe the Schalke team is a, a different than last season. They finished, they finished the season with two draws against Wolfsburg and against uh, Freiburg. Two of the teams they're battling against. So you kind of like, okay, you can. That's respectable. Um, you and you, you did beat um, Frankfurt. You did beat um, Union. You did beat these teams that you're supposed to beat. But then you come on the second half of the season, you play a really good game against Gladbach. Everybody's hit on the strides, and then Bayern happens, and you just fall apart. That doesn't. That there, there, there's, there's more to this than just this season. Like they, they haven't had a, they haven't had a consistent striker since Huntelaar. I agree with you. So I mean, there's only five teams that have scored fewer goals than Chaka. Yeah. The three teams that are going, that are in relegation, and both the Berlins. Well, like I said, as. This isn't a joke. Bergstahl still hasn't scored at all this season. Right? Nope. And, I mean, coming into the season, that was the number one striker, and I think at, at many points in the season, that was your number one striker. And, and I will say, and I, and I will preference, this, preference saying this, when they had Booth out there early in the season, this Schalke team actually looked pretty good. Because he was, he, was, he was distributing the ball to, to the wingers. Him and, him and Ramon had a really good uh, connection. Him and Matondo had a good connection. So, the, I don't know what – and then – I don't know what went wrong with that dynamic, but that was it was looking good there at, at, at to begin with. Well, yeah, and, and there's a there's a lot to dissect, and you could we could do a whole show on it. Uh, one, and we touched on this. One of the things that I said is this team needs a central goal scorer that they they have not had, and I think that they got very lucky that guys were able to go on in, in a hot streak. I said this before that it was. Early in the season, I said it was troubling to me that Amin Harit was your top scorer. No disrespect to Amin Harit. 
but I didn't feel like he was going to be able to keep that consistently to, to be the top scorer on that team. We saw Suat Serda come in, who is currently the leading goal scorer on that side. And I said, that's not that's not a guy that's going to go out and get you 20 goals, maybe you know, maybe 15 right. goals a season. Um, whereas you have a player like Mark Uth who has shown that he can do that and he right. can be that main striker. Why isn't it working for him there? And why can he go to Colm? And, and I think he's already got a handful of goals um, at Colm. And Bolo, even at times when he was healthy at Schalke, he never lived up to the height that we imagined. Um, and although he's, you know, he's been slow and steady at Gladbeck, he got on the score sheet again this week. He sure has looked a lot better than he did. And, 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 and uh, think about this too. Gregory came in on a, uh, from Augsburg had to have a notch. Double-digit goals last season, right? Benito Ramon came in having a double-digit goals. Where are they? Why aren't they doing anything? And that's what I'm saying. And and that's when you have to start to wonder: Is it something with this system? And and to kind of wrap this up, because I don't want to go too far on this. Totally agree with what you're saying there. These were issues that were in place at Schalke before David Wagner came in. And although I really like his pressing style of football, and I think that he has. Um, fix some issues, uh, especially defensive issues, despite Tedesco being a defensive-minded coach. Um, he had issues at the back that I think Wagner has done a really good job at shoring up. Um, he has not quite figured out the attacking piece. And whether it's intentional or unintentional, they're going to have to figure something out. Um, otherwise, he's going to be gone. And I think that they're going to have to think long and hard about bringing in um, this whole... Uh, Klopp style manager that's really on the rise right now. I mean, we, we've seen this whole branch um, of managers that are coming from that same lineage um, with your Nagelsmanns, uh, with your Marco Rosas, with your Hansi Flicks. Um, other than I think like Petr Bosch, um, <laughs> the managers that are able to be really successful right now are those style of managers who are going to play that attacking football. Um, they're going to press that high energy. Um, it's just weird that Wagner kind of has shades of that. And, I mean, he was Klopp's best man, so very, very close to, to Klopp, more so than any of these other managers. So it's weird that he has shades of that, but he can't quite get that attacking piece. You know, because Klopp's sides are lethal on the attack. It's not just the press, but a lethal attack. And, 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 and like you said, Schalke has shown signs of that. But yeah. not from the strikers. But not from the strikers. Like, Ramon has had his has, has, had, has had his flashes. He has. Matano has had his flashes. Um, but you can't have... Perisic has his many goals as well. No yeah. shit of Perisic. I love Perisic. Hey, look. Yeah, but, but yeah, but Ramon, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's a system. Yeah. It's not the players. It's a system. But, like, so does that mean it's, like, top down? It's a system. It's a system. You got... Wagner's going to be gone. But if this is a system issue, then how did... He, he, was, he was hired to come in and fix it, and he didn't really fix it. I think this team got lucky that they had some hot streaks from some different players along the way, but it was never a striker. Yeah. And you got some other teams that had some bad form in there, too. <laughs> I said this, too. I felt like this team overachieved to get where they are, to get where they are right now. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold on and keep Europe because they don't deserve Europe. The team doesn't deserve Europe. No, they don't. But they, they don't. might. They might hold on and get it. I don't think they will, but they might hold on and get it. Team that that doesn't really need attacking help right now. Two teams that don't really need attacking help. Really uh, fun one there in the Borussia Derby. Um, Lars Snittle, man on a mission right now. Um, Gladbach said they're not in a hurry to re-sign him, which I think is interesting. Um, I understand it. 
but um, he's good. <laughs> uh, Hakimi, <laughs> how good is he? Very good. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's just like a, a, a given. I mean you're coveted by multiple teams. And while we're asking questions <laughs> that we know the answer to, how, sorry, one of the goals of the season. It's the contender for sure. Big day, big day. Yeah. Any any thoughts on the derby, Steven? I know we just went in on your boys, uh, but any, I, I mean. Looking at Dortmund's form, looking at them losing to PSG, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I guess it could it could be it could be worse. It could be worse for a, for a Schalke fan, um, but Dortmund's still taking care of business in the league at least. Yeah, thanks. Hakimi's really good, and unfortunately, yeah. I think he's going back to Dor- uh, Real. Real. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, he's, he he even said himself that if Real wants him back, he'll go. Well, they want him back. We'll find out. It's not the only one who wants him. Yeah, uh, fun day there, though. Um, that's been a really fun matchup. I think there's been a lot more respect for Gladback this season um, and what they've been able to accomplish. Um, that's really fueled that Borussia Derby. We're seeing like kind of a resurgence of other derbies. Um, another one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Augsburg hasn't been much of a of a derby in recent history, but um, but it did proved to be a little bit of a tricky day for uh, for Bayern. I think this one especially, we saw them um, struggle a bit without Lewandowski. Um, they seemed a little lost at times on the attack, um, just not having that central threat. Augsburg defended really well um, and made that an, an issue. Um, but try, keep trying. <laughs> um, and then just an incredible long ball from Jerome Boateng to Thomas Muller. Oh my God. That's um, the thing dreams are made of. Classic Bayern. I thought I was in 2013, 2014. <laughs> My first um, thought was Matt Hummels, eat your heart out. Yeah. Um, well, props to Boa. He's looked real, two players that have looked like completely new men under Hansi Flick, uh, which again, reiterates his, uh, his importance to that side. Um, and then Leon Goreska and the link up with Gnabry, which is yeah. pure filth. I loved it because... Gnabry is not a traditional center forward where he's going to sit there like Lewandowski is and work in that area. Although Lewandowski does drift out occasionally, but he, because he is a winger as well, he created that space. And just like you said, Goreska took advantage of it and went boom, boom, boom. And he just put his head down and just drove right into the box knowing that the ball was going to come right back to him. So it's striker Goreska. Yeah, we did. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's built. He's he's got it. And yeah. He he's got a nose for goal. Um, I've been critical of him because I think that he's had could have had um, more. Yeah, a yeah. couple of these fixtures, and he's been critical of himself too. He's could have had a lot more. Coutinho's another one. Um, he's trying. He's trying. Um, well, he he flicks at it. Yeah. Yeah. He came out and said that he has full trust in him. I think he's just he sometimes tries to win everyone back in one game, and the only person he should worry about pleasing at this moment is Hensi Flick. And Flick just came out and said, no, like, I got your back. You're good. Yeah, and I, mean, I touched on this too, is that the team really seems to like Coutinho, and that's something that we didn't necessarily see with James. Um, I know I always draw the comparison there, but um, it is just a totally different atmosphere. We see the team really wants him to do well and is excited when he does well, um, and he does so much more even on and off the ball. Um, yeah. Even when he's not necessarily showing up on the score sheet. So, um but, I mean, Oxford played a good game. They were yeah. solid. They pressed well. I mean, they've played Byron tough 
of late. They yeah. Two two draw earlier than we had the one one last year, which was so frustrating. That Felix goes a goal. But true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, outside of the two goals, I think Bayern really didn't have a good performance. And it's interesting that Bayern. I mean, I said it that I felt like they would, and you know, knock on wood here. Um, are weathering this this Lewandowski-less storm with, um, I not call it necessarily ease, but, I mean, for the most part, they've come out and, and taken care of business. Um, no one showed out. Yeah. Uh, that save to prevent it from being 1-1. <laughs> true. It was just incredible. Um, and then <laughs> Mainz and Dusseldorf to close things out. Uh, Steven, I, I think it was you that, that had touched on the importance of some of these fixtures down there because everyone talks about the top of the table, but... Um, this was actually a really important fixture. Yeah. Um, it's a draw. Do you think one of these teams comes away feeling like a loser in it? Mines has um, to be the one that feels like a loser in this because they gave up the, the late goal. I mean, granted, you know, they they were down. Uh, they got a red. Mateta got a red card. Uh, their keep uh, their number one keeper went out with an injury. He's done for the year. Uh, so that they had a lot of things going against them in this game, um, but so they come away one one. I, I would I wouldn't say this is a complete defeat for them as far as the, the scoreline, but I think that they they would have felt a lot better. They would have held on to that last those three points. Yeah, you pick up those two extra points, and you can first of all create some separation, but also put some teams below you catch up on some points from those. I mean, push your what up there. And now it's the Florian Muller show again. Frankfurt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your boy. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. He's back. And then, uh, you know, Quaison doing Quaison things again. Yeah. yeah. So setting up the goal. Um, and I guess, I mean, you, you asked about, about this. Call-ups are starting to come now. Um, it's be interesting if he does get that. Um, looks like he has had caps with uh, with Sweden before. It's be interesting to see if he gets called up here. I mean, he had um, the, he, with the form that he's been in, I, I can't imagine that they not uh, call him up. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I guess while we're talking about that too, there has been um, news about uh, Euro Cup potentially being pushed back a year. Um, obviously, we don't want to to go too much into speculation until you know things are actually put in place, but that will have a major impact on um, European football, world football in general, um, if that is pushed a year. Um, yeah, seriously. Honestly, it could, well, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. It could help Germany um, a bit, getting some guys some more time to come get back to fitness. Um, <laughs> yeah. A couple players in particular. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> um, and other players will continue to develop, but... Uh, Even Royce. Yeah. But but then but then you also have, I think yeah. too because normally you have, you have an international competition every few years, right? And that's so, what I'm saying. So it's so going to really you get a World Cup like yeah. the ne- next year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to really yeah shake things up. Yeah. Um, well, and that's the year that the World Cup is in December too. Yeah. 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 Just terrible. Yeah. We'll get to all that. Um, as always, lads, can be a lot of edits. <laughs> um, well, we do still have that one fixture to revisit. There was yeah, the Nicole Gladback today. Um, Which I know you have a lot to say about. I, well, I actually don't have a lot to say. I just felt that it was it was worth bringing up because um, I, I liked what we what I saw from from Cole today. Um, obviously, do have the own goal and um, Gladback come away as winners, but I think um, they're hanging in there. I mean, this is a team that's toward the top of the table. Um, very competitive with them. Uh, Mark Uth gets on the score sheet again, which I 
Keenan, you summed up, is, is a really good sign to see him playing football like that. And if they can hold on to him, I think it's going to make them all the better for the future. Um, well, and there's talks about him making it permanent. Yeah, Staying exactly. there. And I think that's, yeah, I think if you can, that's great. Um, but, I mean, I think they're really starting to play like the team that we all anticipated them being even last year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that that should wrap up. That sums up our, our recaps there, folks. Um, we'll be right back. All right, boys. Closing things out tonight. Um, quick previews for these upcoming fixtures, which will be here before we know it. Uh, Friday is almost here. Um, Dusseldorf and Paderborn will kick things off on Friday for us. Um, Saturday fixtures, we've got the Riviera Derby with Dortmund and Schalke, I believe. Hey, um, no fans. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was about to say this. I think we're getting close to all of the games now, being without fans. Um, Bayern was one of the um, – the Unia and Bayern one was one of the last ones they're pushing – to keep the fans, um, understandably, but uh, that was confirmed earlier today. So yeah. we're getting close to being total blackout, um, guy spill. Um, Leipzig and Freiburg, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, Hoffenheim, Erta, Köln and Mainz. Um, then the late game on Saturday is Union and Bayern, just talked about. Uh, Frankfurt and Gladbach kick things off on Sunday, Augsburg and Wolfsburg, and then Bremen, Leverkusen. Um, Obviously the Derby. Yeah, is that that's your game of the week, Stevie? I, mean, I would, I would imagine so because this is, this is like Duke Carolina for, for Bundesliga. It doesn't matter what the what form they're in, what <laughs> what position they're on the table. You, you know, you know that both teams are going to come out, you know, firing. So I, yeah, I've heard a lot of fans, but you're in trouble. <laughs> I know anything can happen, but they got to turn it on. Yeah, um, I got a bad feeling for Schalke. I hope I'm wrong. Though. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd love for them to... I hope Sadibo knocks out Holland. Whoa. Whoa. That's, <laughs> that's uncalled for. All right. Oh, I mean, my. good luck. It's big as hell. <laughs> that one might have to get cut. Does uh, <laughs> Bremen just stand a chance at home to the Larry Keys in? No. I feel it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Something about that one just feels eerie. Well, no. and... Leverkusen's going to have played tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to this frankfurt Gladback game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I am. I think. <laughs> he said no, I am. No, I, uh, yeah, I am. Speaking of uh, coming back to games, we didn't touch on this <laughs> Monday. Can you know you're glad? Uh, is, it, it's, is it next season or is it the season after that? They're, they're doing away with them. I think it's next season. Next season. Yeah. Um, some protests paid off. Monday games will be abolished. Look, I We're actually. some evening. I actually like the Monday games because it gives me something else to watch during the week. I understand why actual fans there don't like them. Um, I mean, this that, Monday we had a really sense. nice Bundesliga 2 matchup. Yeah, we did. Top three matchup was yeah. Mario Gomez. Yeah, Bully 2. Yeah. So Let's talk about Bully 1. Bully 2. Bully 2. Like, don't forget about them because they'll be here. I want to give, this, Ooh, give a shout out. Yeah. There is an English-speaking... He's English speaking. Ah, oh, gosh. I won't give him a shout out. I found yeah. it. It's a Bundesliga guys that do a Bundesliga 2 podcast. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Oh, yeah, it's English. It's yeah. English. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. Give, you guys, we'll give them a shout out. Two Bundesliga. Yeah. I used to listen to them last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they're, yeah. they're a quality group. It's a quality group talking about Bundesliga 2, which. They're really big on Spotify. And it's cool too, to, to watch that because, like, 
these are teams that are going to be in the league next season. Right. There's a lot of people that are talking about this Union team that aren't necessarily surprised at what they're doing because they, you know, they watched them all last season. So, yeah. very cool stuff. That's why I think uh, Armenia could be that Union team this year, next year. You watch them? What's that? You watch them? Yeah. I thought one. <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing with you. Yeah, they're, they're a good team. Yeah. And, you know, Stuttgart, Stuttgart and Hamburg for that last automatic right. is, is going to be a battle. Hamburg yeah. doesn't deserve to come back yet. <laughs> well, if you think about it, well, if they get if they go in the, playoff, the playoff, if it does against probably Dusseldorf, I'm kind of hoping that Brent was gonna get there. That'd be a fun matchup. Don't know about it. Uh, yeah, then Gomez could be back. Um, yeah, I'd like to get Stuttgart back. They they got a nice little core there. Yeah, Dadavi. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> The team, the team's yeah, they got some talent. Um, I, I'm not sure how much they would do. In top fight, especially the way things are looking nowadays. Um, yeah. But but you never know. Yeah, you really don't know. Um, all right, the wifey's blowing up the phone. It's time <laughs> for me to get out the studio. Boys, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, lots of content coming out on the blog. Interact with us on Twitter. Steven is very, very active in the Buddhist League Facebook group. And our Facebook group. Come talk to him. Get that autograph. <laughs> Steven's out there with the crowd. <laughs> uh, be careful out there, though, Steven. Don't get too close to people. Wash your hands. All right. Yes, seriously, everyone, wash your hands. Wash your hands, don't touch your face. I can't believe this, this is what's, what's causing people to actually wash their hands. And if, you're, if you're at home, working from home, perfect opportunity to check out our content and check out the podcast. While you got right, some, just throw it on while you're working. Um, pass the stick stocks, get your, get your shares. I'm um, going public. <laughs> All right, and as always, um, as always, we, as always, we... Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen, yeah. <laughs>